Yes, indeed, we are awaiting your home improvement questions either by phone or by text. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. Nice How little chilly morning we have here, huh? Yeah, it's uh, what we like to call fresh. <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. fresh morning. I'm trying to be positive uh, here. Uh, Help me yeah, out. It's so fresh <laughs> that uh, I, uh, walking from my, my house to the shed this morning after a shower, my hair froze. So that's oh, how, yes. how fresh it is outside. <laughs> Say, and I, I wanted to uh, to ask you about, um, uh, I'm thinking when I was talking about Linda's construction earlier this morning, that am, is, is my math correct? Are we coming up to 41 or 42 years anniversary? 42 years. That's what I thought. Whoa. And, yeah. uh, of course, we we used to be able to celebrate big time. Um, given before the <laughs> pandemic, but uh, we'll still celebrate some one way or another. Yeah, forty-two years now. When is that? May. May. Yeah. May. Yeah. All right. Well, that's something here, and that's still a family-run business. I was looking at. Um, oh, by the way, let me give the the phone number and the text number if you have any kind of a home improvement question. It's the same number: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you're in the middle of the pro- a project, or if you're going about to start one. Uh, or any kind of a home improvement. Maybe we want to talk about decks this time of year with a few inches of snow on the way overnight tonight. Uh, whatever the case may be, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. Andy, I see uh, some uh, interesting pictures from time to time from Linda's Construction on uh, uh, Facebook, for example. But there was one that's not in front of me right now. But uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about some of the uh, attic. I was thinking about attic pictures that uh, you or your crews have experienced over the years. Tell, tell us some stories about um, some pretty gruesome, <laughs> or not gruesome, maybe is the wrong word, but uh, uh, give us some examples of what uh, what your crews have seen and yourself as well. Well, all sorts of different critter droppings, for sure, and we're seeing a lot of that right now. Bats, raccoons, squirrels, uh, all sorts of different types of rodents, dead rodents we find in attics, uh, um, one of the, the most interesting things, at least I find it interesting, is it's like almost 70% of the insulating jobs that we do, Denny, mm-hmm. have more than one type of insulation. And it's like half of them have at least three types of insulation. That means somebody's tried to insulate this attic once, twice, three, four times before we actually get out there and do the proper thing. And this is why I really think uh, it'd be nice if if our area of the world, the entire state, were to grab on to attic air sealing. I know contractors across the place hate more codes, and but I'm telling you, insulators are doing a lot of uh, disservices for, for, for the customers by not addressing attic air sealing. And when when you talk about all the stuff that we find in the attics and, and, and we have the change in temperatures like we've had recently where it's this cold, the pressure in your house is that that attic. Look at it as like a giant filter, Denny. One of the one thing that I've learned over the years from working with you and Linda's construction is I never thought about it before, and maybe a lot of people don't. They they assume you can just blow in a whole lot of insulation and keep blowing it in, and more is better without addressing. Ventilation. That's something that, again, I learned from uh, you and your crews. Uh, that's that's very important, the ventilation part. Yes. Uh, how your roof 
breeze, making sure you have the right intake in your soffit area, the, the right amount of, of roof vents. And this is what we see more often than not. Sometimes we can do more damage than good. We, we think we, we need more roof venting, so we add a different type of roof vent. Now, all of a sudden, you got a ridge vent up there, maybe a box vent, or they add a solar vent or a gable vent, and then you got your soffits. Everything's working against each other. It's the same thing that when, when you're just adding insulation, sometimes you're doing more harm than good. You might actually, by just adding insulation and not addressing attic air sealing, you might actually lower the condensation rating. So you make condensation happen easier because you're creating a colder surface. You're not doing anything to address the warm air that's coming up through the insulation. And like, like I said, right now, with stack effect happening, when you feel those drafts coming out of your outlets around your windows, typically that's air getting sucked from your attic down your walls and into your house. So think of your air quality and you got bat droppings, rodent droppings, mold, other issues up in your attic, and that's the air that you're breathing. It can really cause a, a lot of harm. So that's why I think uh, attic air sealing needs to be the, the first thing that people talk about when they're talking about making their attics more energy efficient and Believe it or not, Denny, well, well, you would know because we've done stuff at your house. Yeah. When we look at attics, we also want to go to your basement and check out your rim because if that's not sealed right and that's leaking air, that can cause just as much issues in your house and energy loss as, as a poorly insulated or air-sealed attic. Yeah, I remember you doing that in, in our basement for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We have uh, callers. We have texters. I know we have to take a break, but I don't want to leave folks hanging on the line. Uh, Mike is uh, first up. You're calling from Bloomington. Thanks, Mike. What's your question for Andy? Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of turned it on during the middle of this um, conversation. Mike, what's your question for Andy? Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of turned it on during the middle of this um, conversation, but my actual question is about an attic. Last weekend, I cleaned out the I have a story and a half, and I cleaned out the crawl space on both sides, and I mm -hmm. decided to spray foam. And I actually hired somebody this week, and they came and spray foamed it. But what he did was he sealed up all the um, soffits down at the bottom and sprayed that whole area inside the attics, the roof, um, and sealed everything tight. Is that how that should be? No, not necessarily. All depends on what, what you're trying to accomplish. Story and a half homes and, and on homes with knee walls are one of the more difficult things that we've had to address. And do you have ice damming problems? I did not. I always kind of roof raked a lot, so I didn't have anything there. You know, but I do, yeah, I do have knee walls. And my, my thought was at the beginning was I wanted to just insulate those knee walls. And when he came to did do it he he actually sprayed the roof instead of the knee walls and sealed everything up in there and i was kind of shocked i thought gosh i always thought you had to have airflow in there well he he yeah he probably thinks he's creating a hot roof and one of the things when you do that and you have your intake coming there if you're one of the ways we address those knee wall areas we're going to actually dense pack the entire the peak of the roof and then we can move your, your venting actually down your roof and actually have an inline vent in the middle of your roof. So the only part that's venting is that crawl space area. And that usually does a pretty good job. But then you need to spray foam the floor, the inside wall, and then the actual ceiling itself to have the intake. Having said that, our best luck with, with making sure story and a half homes 
don't have ice dams because typically we can't get the insulation everywhere we want unless we're tearing everything off is to redeck the roof, put down three inches of hard foam, and then a roof over the top of that. Um, it worries me that you have no intake and that wasn't addressed and wasn't part of the plan. I would I would want to check that, and you might want to have an energy audit done to make sure your house is, is breathing the way it should. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, he talked about a hot roof, and I didn't understand what he was talking about, about that. But, but uh, essentially, right, like a, a hot roof has insulation, but no Say, say that again, Andy. A hot roof has insulation, but no ventilation. Okay. Oh, that was his objective then, evidently. And sometimes if you have that hot roof, it will actually void your, your roofing warranty if it's not done correctly. Mm. All right, Mike. Good luck with that. I want to alert Larry. You're going to be next up here on the phone. We need to take a quick break, so don't go away. Folks on the line, hang on, and then we have text messages as well. Any kind of a home improvement question for Andy Lindis, call it in or text it in 651-989-9226. Now 16 degrees in the Twin Cities. Uh, Snow is on the way maybe an inch later during the day today and maybe 3 to 5 overnight. You stay with us here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. It's tough. It's easy for me to say, Andy Linus. We've only been doing the show for a couple of years. 651-989-9226 is the phone number. It's also the text number for your home improvement type of questions. And we have both. Uh, we promised Larry he'd be next, calling in from Cambridge this morning. Thanks for hanging on, Larry. What is your question for Andy? Yeah, good morning, you two, and thanks for being there. Um I wanted to get Andy's take on uh, pervious driveways, both positive and negative, and maybe a guesstimate on cost. Uh, I'm not sh- sure on the cost. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're referring to it's, it's. There's another name for it besides pervious, but it's essentially oh. a driveway that lets water leak yep, through yep, it. Right. Yep. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and there's concrete that does it now. There's there's an asphalt that does it. Uh, we had the question, I don't know, a few weeks ago about this too, Denny, and I'm not as familiar with it as maybe I should be, but um, I can't give you the pros and cons. It, it, obviously, if you have uh, an area that has a hard time draining, I it would be a worry. But one thing that's that's one thing I love about my concrete is when a true craftsman puts it in, mm-hmm. I. Literally in my driveway, my garage, anywhere, I have no water spots in anywhere, but uh, there was a plan on, on how to get the water off and where we're managing the water in, in those in those situations. But sure. I'd work with your contractor and, and figure it out, but I, I, I wish I could give you better advice, but I really have no pros and cons on that type of okay. driveway system. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Interesting. I've never seen uh, uh, or even know anything about that. I have to look that up. Yeah, you know, it's relatively new. I'm sure we're going to see be seeing it more and more. Probably. All right. Thanks, Larry. Line is open, 651-989-9226. Uh, let's see, we have a bunch of text messages as well. Let's get to them. Uh, within the last few months, Texter says, I've noticed that the paint in our living area is starting to blister inside walls and outer walls. It's not in the bedrooms, not in the kitchen, not in the bathroom. 
I know I'm going to have to repaint, but I'm just wondering why this started. We had a new roof put on in 2007. You think that has anything to do with it, Andy, or could it? Uh, you know, if if they're not noticing water issues, um, I don't know why the interior paint would be blistering. It could be a bad paint. It could be a humidity issue. Um, if you're not noticing water damage or water in the walls or any kind of staining, I, I doubt it's the roof. Um, but it could be yeah, a, a ventilation thing with condensation. I, I doubt that's the reason. It might be just uh, the walls and the paint issue, but... To give you a good answer, we'd have to get in there and do a lot of use a lot of our diagnostic tools. That's one of the nice things, Denny. When when we get in the house, we have a lot of technology in our toolkit that we can really go through a home and, and figure out what's going on. We got scopes that we can go on walls, infrared imaging, moisture meters. Um, there's there's a lot of things that we can use that's going to give us a clue on why your house is doing blistering paint or why one room is colder than the other or why you were getting wet spots in in that part of the the ceiling versus other parts of the house. There's there's a lot of things that we can discover. and I wish I could give them a good answer right now, but without getting inside there, I can't really tell you why it's starting to blister Hmm. on the inside walls, right? Not in, is it blistering inside the walls or is the inside walls that are blistering the paint, right? Well, the the way the text is written, uh, it says, um, within the last few months, the paint in our living yeah, yeah, yeah. living area is starting to blister inside walls and outer walls. It's not in the bedrooms, not in the kitchen, not in the bathroom. Uh, you know what? I'd be, I, I would urge this listener to get in touch with Lindis and get an estimate, to get a free, you know, and, and you could, like you said, you've got these diagnostic tools that can help mm-hmm. out. And I'd also like to hear back from that. A listener in a text of what they found out. Yeah, interesting sure. question. I, I, I'd like to find out why why that's blistering. All right. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with Lindis, we always like to give the easiest number: one eight hundred Leafguard. One eight hundred Leafguard. Let's see. Do-do-do. I had retro foam put in my house in March of two thousand nine. Texter says, "How do I know if it's doing any harm?" What do you think of that? Um, well, you can have an energy audit and see if there's any voids. Infrared imaging can tell us a lot. Um, this is one of one of the things I find a lot is anytime you're you're spray foaming the walls of a house, and chances are, unless you're removing the siding and really getting in there, Unless the company did a really good job and did their due diligence and, and made sure that there were no voids, the old insulation and, and the things in those walls usually stop some of the spray foam from going where it should, and it can create voids and hot spots and, and cause more issues. But without doing an energy audit, it'd be really that that'd be the an easy way to make sure that things are going the way they should. But if you haven't had any problems since 2007, and you're not noticing any issues. You're probably okay. All right. Andy, we need to take a break. I want to alert Mary. You're going to be next on the phone, so don't go away. And we'll have another half hour of the show to go. It's the Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. Call us or text us, 651-989-9226. That snowy forecast is straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. 
And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us every week by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus helping you out as usual today. Andy, we have callers and we have texters, so let's put you back to work here. Uh, we promised Mary she'd be first here in Robbinsdale. Mary, thanks for waiting. What's your question for Andy? I'm, I'm wondering if you have a recommended light uh, fan combination for the light fixture in our bathroom that my husband broke replacing the light bulb? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yes, Panasonic, the Panasonic Whisper fan. Okay. It's, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. Yep. You should be able to retrofit it in there, and they can get it with the light and the vent and all that fun stuff. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, bummer. Yeah, that's that's so a great thing. Finally, fan. a husband gets around to changing a light bulb, probably was yelled at for six months and ends up breaking the fan. If it's anything like my, my light bulbs, when they go out, <laughs> I like to wait for a few more to go out so I can take care of them all at once. But I'm telling you, Denny, with the, the new LED bulbs and some of the new light fixtures I have, I'm, I'm really – I haven't messed with them at all. All these disc uh, LED disc can lights, we changed all of our can lights over to these little disc LEDs, and and they, uh, I think they have a 15-year warranty or something like that. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I'll ever change a bulb again. And they hardly use any juice either. You know, that's, that's another positive thing about that. Hardly yeah, any uh, juice. Uh, Texture just says this briefly, and I know we get a lot of uh, questions about uh, story-and-a-half houses. Uh, this texter says, no attic, uh, one-and-a-half-story house. Any tips? Yes. Um, there's a way you can ventilate that area, but it, it it comes to putting down a false roof deck, and then we're going to put down two to three inches of foam over the top of that, and then metal roofing over the top of that. If that, that seems to be our best way to not only insulate those areas, but to ensure that they have no ice dams. But it needs the foam. You need a venting. So you're you're basically creating a inch gap between the two decks, Denny, where you're and then you add a fascia vent. So your intake is your fascia vent, and then you have a ridge vent for your outtake. So you got airflow underneath the two inches of foam and underneath the metal roofing and the underlayment and everything else. So even if there is a little bit of heat escape from the the non vented attic space it's now has a chance to get vented out the ridge before it can get through the foam and cause ice dams. I guess I missed uh, some of this uh, text. There were more, more to it than, than that one brief sentence. I don't know if you can see that <laughs> or not, but uh, a metal roof, they put on a metal roof, it says, ice dams, new places. The contractor put down insulation, water barrier, but no additional insulation. I can't afford to tear the roof off and insulate. Uh, what to do? Again, the house is from the 1920s. I don't know if you want to add to that or not, Andy. I, you know, if, if you if you can't insulate it, um, you you might have some issues with, with, with that, and that's unfortunate. That wasn't addressed or talked about uh, to begin with. Um, but I wish I had a better answer for you. There might be some things you can do in the attic. And a, I doubt that they put down any insulation. It looks like a vape, an underlayment isn't going to have a lot of, uh, there is no R value for most of the underlayments. 
especially on the on the roofing side of things. So I, I doubt it has any insulation factors. So I, I'm guessing it's just underlayment and ice and water shield and then metal roofing. Mm-hmm. And without taking off the roof, Danny, I really I really don't have a good answer for him. Yeah. All right, thanks for the text. 651-989-9226 is also the phone number if you want to call in your home improvement question. Here's a text that says, are folks still doing cedar decks? We need deck replacement. Ours is 35 years old, and we're replacing the boards constantly now. And the company said cedar is getting more expensive, and we should do treks, that we would be happier with a composite for wear and maintenance. Uh, What are your thoughts, and do you do, meaning Linda's, any uh, cedar decks anymore? Uh, yeah, you know, we do our fair share of cedar. Um, the the KDAT, which is your, your brown-treated uh, lumber. And then uh, we do an awful lot of Azek and Zuri. Those Azek and Zuri, Azek especially, that's that's going to be uh, two-thirds of the decking that we're, that we're installing. And it's just a one of the higher, better quality composite decking out there, along with Zuri. And most of our customers are choosing that. Having said that, some of the cedar decks that we put on are, are absolutely gorgeous. You're just going to have to live with the maintenance on them. And one of the things you can do is put on a uh, a maintenance-free railing system. So at least you're only having to refinish the deck every you know two, three years. Use a Sickens-like product or Penafin. Um, then you don't have to strip it at all, but it, it, the price of lumber is going up there, but I, that's all stabilizing. I think that's all starting to come back to earth, thank, thankfully. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Cedar decking is still going to be cheaper than most of your composites out there. And in fact, a lot of the composites last year had a hard time getting materials. I, I know a lot of decks that got put on hold until 2021 because of sourcing of materials, not by us, but I, I know that was an issue in our market. We love our decks, and, and we built a lot of them in 2020. And, uh, and I'm assuming 2021 is going to be a lot of the same. But for me, Azek and Zuri are the two composites I would look at, but I wouldn't be afraid to put on a cedar deck. You know what uh, we've been interested in, and thanks to our friend uh, Luke Panic, uh, uh, something that we talked about on the show, in fact, is uh, kiln-dried decking. Mm-hmm. Instead of cedar, I, that 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 type of wood interests me, especially if you still like wood. But still, a maintenance-free railing, like you suggested, is really a great idea. Yes, the only the only way yes. to go, actually. Absolutely. So anyway, that's another subject here. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Texter wants to know uh, how long should it take to get a warranty information once my roofing contractor submits the information to GAF. Uh, usually happens pretty quick. Um, if you haven't got it, I'm sure if it's been submitted, it, it should be able to be found online. So if you work with your contractor, they should be able to get you that info. It's, um, it's, it's pretty easy. And GAF, as far as warranties go, it's one of the easier companies to work with for sure on that. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of different types of warranties too. I'd, I'd have to get more information on what type of roofer you used and, which warranty it was. And that's what people don't understand. Almost every shingle manufacturer, they have a variety of warranties that you can offer. And we always offer, of course, the the best warranty we possibly can. I mean, for for what it costs and what you have to do on the roof, one, 
the things that you, the steps you have to take on the roof to get the best warranty from GAF just makes sense, especially in our market with with where we put the ice and water shield, how we ventilate it, and then the materials that we use besides shingles on the roof. But this way, no matter what, Denny, because GAF not only signs off on the materials that you use, they sign off on the installation as well, that even 20 years down the road, they, they, they have to back up the warranty. 30 years down the road, 40 years, 50. It's a 50-year warranty, Denny, where they cover every single expense of the roof, your the dumpster, the the installation, and it's a time of incident warranty. People don't understand this with manufacturers. There's a couple different ways you can do this. Time of purchase warranty or time of incident warranty. So what that means, if you buy a roof right now and the roof goes bad in 20 years, do you get paid for what you paid 20 years ago for the roof or do you get paid on what it costs to replace the roof right now? We like to do the time of incident warranty to make sure that there's zero out-of-pocket expense for our customers should anything go bad. Because, I mean, you're talking 150 million squares of shingles go on roofs throughout the country every year. And in 2020, there was more shingles manufactured than in any year on record. When you're when you're installing that manufacturing that much material, inevitably something's going to go wrong, and it's just up to the contractor to pick the right partner in manufacturing and the right warranty to offer their customers to make sure should something go wrong, they're covered. But even GAF, not all of their warranties are created equal. You want to make sure you're getting their best warranty. So it might be something you can still talk to your contractor about if you haven't already. Yeah, good. Yeah, and that's what the, you, the Lindas, did to our house a few years ago with those great GAF shingles that look so good to this day, is that 50-year non-prorated warranty. I was thrilled and still am about uh, about that uh, warranty. Tell you what, I know yeah. we have to break soon, but uh, Andy, let's grab a call. I think Scott's calling in from my Sandy this morning. Scott, you're on with Andy Lindis. Hey, good morning. Say, I have a house built in the early 80s, and the attic, it has just uh, the crisscross layers of R19. Uh, you have a couple of options uh, to improve that insulating? Yeah, um, and that's one of the nice things when when we come out. There's you know there's uh, the whole the Taj Mahal. The, the very best thing you can actually do to your attic typically is going to be taking out all of the old insulation, adding down an inch and a half of spray foam, and then blowing in cellulose to so you have an overall R value of an R60. And that way you're addressing all of your attic air sealing, and you're addressing your R value, and then you have to make sure that you have the proper ventilation and intake in that attic as well. Now, the next step down would be, especially if you have an existing vapor barrier, that might be something you want to look at. So if you can see that there's a vapor barrier between your sheetrock or ceiling and the joists, that, that can that can go a long way. So if you have that, now you can just go around and spot seal. You might be able to just to steal around the the edge of the attic, any of the electrical dumps, anywhere where vents come in. And now you just got to add a little bit of insulation over the top of what you already have. Try to get to that R60 because inevitably, as you go around your attic and air seal things, you're going to be trampling some of your insulation. So when that's all done and air sealed, you can go in there and, and blow in fiberglass or cellulose over the top of that. And, get your decision. So when that's all done and air sealed, you can go in there and, and blow in fiberglass or cellulose over the top of that and get your desired R value and usually get a pretty good job on the air sealing as well. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, thank you. 
All right, thanks. Yep. Thanks for the call, Scott. Appreciate that. Scott leaves that line open, 651-989-9226, or use the same number if you want to shoot Andy a text message, 651-989-9226. A quick break is in order, Andy. We'll uh, do that. Be right back. 16 is our Twin City temperature reading, maybe 3 to 5 inches of new snow overnight here in the Twin Cities. Stay with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. Okay. Linda's Construction, Andy Linda's, answering your questions as usual today, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Speaking of text messages, Andy, here's one. It says, do the do-it-yourself spray foam kits work for insulating rim joists? That one comes from Brian. Well, um, I'm going to define do-it-yourself spray foam kits uh, a little bit more. If you're talking about a froth pack or something like that, yes. If you're talking about a can of like great stuff, no. Um, you can buy one-to-one expansion, you know, good spray foam in a froth pack, and that's just not like an actual spray can. But I would test it and make sure that you know how it's going to apply and how thick to apply it maybe on an old scrap piece of wood or something before you, you go in there just to make sure you're, you're putting down the right thickness and consistently sealing everything they need to. But um, those froth packs get used a lot, and my insulators use them a lot. Instead of bringing a whole spray foam machine out, especially if we're just going to be doing spot sealing, attic air sealing uh, around the edges where we're not going to be doing a complete spray foam job, yeah, we can use those froth packs. The problem is once you pop – You've used it. So sometimes you're throwing away unused product that, that you wouldn't otherwise when you have the spray foam truck. But usually you can plan a way around it. And there's there's some equations that you can use to figure out exactly how much square footage that you need and how many froth packs or that you would actually need to use to do the job. Okay. Uh, earlier, for those that joined us a little bit late, we had a text uh, earlier about uh, blistering paint on certain walls in the person's house. And we have, of course, we have the smartest listeners here. And it's just a guess, and we've urged that particular listener to uh, to call Linda's to, you know, to visually to look at it and, and find out what, what the structure is like and et cetera. Uh, and this texter says he or she bets it's a stucco house with vapor transfers. Now, I guess my question, Andy, is if, it, if that issue, if the house is a stucco house, how do you... How do you stop that vapor from uh, getting inside, if indeed that's the problem? Well, yeah, and, and they've never noticed it before. And hasn't yeah, that's true. Before, so I don't know if it's a stucco, and, and typically there'd be a vapor barrier in there of some sort, but it, it very well could be. Yeah, it, it could be an issue like that. The, the weird part is it doesn't sound like it's the outside walls. It's the inside of the inside walls. Right. So it doesn't, but yeah. It's one of those ones that it'd be fun to actually figure out because now my, my wheels are turning, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe we'll get the mystery solved by next show. Here's a text that says, I have newer windows, but on the cold overnights, we have thick ice on the lower window frame and glass uh, in the morning. It melts after a while, but what can I do to stop this, or is there a problem with the install or the windows? Um. Doubt it's a window issue. Now, there's not all windows are created equal when it comes to condensation ratings. And if it's a 
it's one of those glass packs that doesn't have a good condensation rating, that, that could be the issue, or if it's an insert, that could be the issue. But I would be willing to bet that your issue can be solved by lowering the humidity in your home. I'm guessing that you're pushing 50%, 60%. If you're getting a lot of ice buildup on your windows, especially if it's a newer window, um, that's something you're going to want to address. And you can go to any of your local hardware stores or box stores, and for under 20 bucks, you can get a, a humidistat that'll tell you the humidity in your home. And if it's in that 50, 60, sometimes 70% range, and you don't, you have like an April or system that you haven't turned off or it's not set properly, it can lead to issues like this. Air movement in the house a lot of times can help. Open up the drapes, get a fan on, get the, the air circulating around the room. That can that can help a lot. But um, I think it's more of a humidity issue than a window issue if the window was installed properly and it's a, it's a higher quality window. I don't know those things. I'm assuming that's the case. If that's the case, it's humidity. And I know you've said it dozens of times, but at this time of year, what should the humidity given a range be in a home during this this particular time of the year? Under 30%. You know, it's at at 16 degrees right now, under 30% would be good. If it gets down below zero, you might want to even get it closer to 20%. This is going to give you your your best chance of not having condensation or frost up in the attics and things of that nature. If you, if you have heat escape happening around your house, you have those, those types of issues. Usually lowering your, your humidity is the answer. A listener, uh, they were planning on uh, 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 opening up their kitchen, and they want to know if Linda's, and they're not sure of a load-bearing wall or not, and they need an, an estimate of the work done. Of course, Linda's would do that, right? Free estimate, mm-hmm. in fact, yeah. I presume. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and um, we're, we're good at this. And, and this is the way a lot of people, when we're going, when we're talking about kitchen remodels, Denny, this conversation happens all the time. Kitchens, uh, especially in some of our the older homes that we're working on, are just small. And they want to open them up into the dining room, into the living room, make it all one big area. It's just, it's, it's just a, a nicer feel. And it's just an easier way uh, of going about things. And usually, even if it is a load-bearing wall, there's some things that Mr. Kuby can work his way through and try to get you the best of both worlds and not only be structurally sound, but give you your dream kitchen and like like all things, that estimate is free. I don't want to volunteer his time, but he might even help shovel the walk if I know him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's done that before. He's a very, very helpful fella. We have less than 60 seconds to go, Andy. Give us some idea of what, what kind of deals uh, they're going on now with Linda's Construction, if you would. Well, right now we have we've we've been able to extend all of uh, 2020 pricing. I know everyone's worried about where materials are going, but we've locked everything in for the first two quarters of 2021, and I think we're going to be able to go beyond that. So, I think right now to buy windows, siding, roofing, decking, leaf guard, insulation, you're not going to get a cheaper price in 2021 than you are the first two quarters, at least at least from us. We we've, we've got great manufacturers that have really stepped up the plate to let us get the opportunity to give these type of pricing to our customers. And uh, I was surprised that we were able to make it happen, but very excited for the first couple quarters here. And All right. I don't think you're going to buy cheaper home improvements, and you can right now. 1-800-LEAFGUARD to get on the web, lindisconstruction.com. Andy, have a good week. Be safe. And uh, let's talk one week from today. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, give him a call. 1-800-LEAF-CARD. Snow is on the way for the Twin Cities, maybe an inch during the day today. 
And then overnight, we have a chance of uh, maybe a three to five inch accumulation. Stay with us. We'll let you know here on News Talk 830 WCCO.